Thriving, Not Surviving, with your host, Gina Gardner. To lead others, you first need to be the best version of yourself and lead from a place of wholeness. Motivation, empowerment, leadership, personal and spiritual development are just a few of the topics you will hear on Thriving, Not Surviving. So sit back and enjoy the show with your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to Thriving Not Surviving. I'm Gina Gardner, your host, and I'm really thrilled today to be joined by Frank Furness, who's a real expert in his field, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy what he has to say. Very impressive bio, and because I don't want to miss anything, I'm going to read it. Frank Furness, CSP, is an internationally sought-after sales and technology speaker and social media presenter. His lively, enthusiastic and humorous style has inspired audiences all around the world. He's a specialist in sales, technology, social media and goal setting and how they work in tandem to produce great results for organisations. He currently spends 70% of his time speaking internationally, working in 69 countries. He's presented at Entrepreneurs University, Harvard Alumni, Keenan Flager Business School and his clients include the British Olympic team, the Professionals Cricketers Association, Sporting Champions and Sport England. Frank's presentation on the new world of sales is being presented globally and his specialties are LinkedIn, advanced Google search and video marketing and I feel myself very well blessed to have you as the guest on my show. Thank you Frank. Now, Gina, it's great to be on your show. I'm really looking forward to this. Thank you so much. Now, that's very, very impressive. How did you get there? What's your story? What's the journey? Well, I started out life as a failed accountant, then became a drummer in a rock band, which was amazing. I did that for seven or eight years. And then I had to get a job and I got a job in financial services sales uh, became one of the best in South Africa, moved over to England in 93. Uh, within four years, I was amongst the top five people in the whole of the UK. And companies started asking me to come to their conferences and tell them how I did it. And somebody offered to pay me. And I thought, wow, this is great. And uh, <laughs> that's where the speaking career started. And for the last 20 years now, I've been traveling around the world, speaking to organizations, coaching, helping organizations and individuals. Now, as we um, are recording this, because I have a bank of recording, we're, we're going through a world pandemic. But there's going to be a time when this is all over. And what for you would you say are the most important things for people to know around sales and marketing? Well, let's look at right now, because everybody is worried, like, how do we sell? How do we get stuff in? And about two weeks ago, one of my clients in New York phoned me and he said, listen, we've got a problem. All of my salespeople have to work from home please put a course together on how to do it. And I mean, this is what I've been doing forever. Whenever I'm not out speaking, I'm selling from home. So I put a whole program together and I call it sellingfromyourhome.com and uh, sent it out to him. And then I thought so many other people must have the same kind of challenge. And I put together a webinar that I had last Friday. And basically there's three things you can do right now with this uh, epidemic that we really have. The first thing is you've got time on your hands. You're sitting at home, so start prospecting. Learn about a thing called Boolean and Google advanced search strategies. And again, uh, if you want to drop me an email, frank at frankfurness.com, and I'll just point you in the free webinar where I explain what it is. Or just go onto Google and just type it in. So now you can find out who is your ideal target client that you want to sell to. So for me, mine are normally CEOs or I do a lot in the health and fitness industry. So it would be owners of health and fitness clubs or owners of fitness equipment clubs. Now you do the search. That's the first part. The second part is connecting. And that's all about using LinkedIn. It doesn't matter where you're sitting listening in the world at the moment. If you just type into a Google search sales and technology speaker, you will see I own the first page everywhere in the world. 
And that's purely because I've optimized two things, YouTube and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is now probably the third biggest search engine. Mm -hmm. So go and have a look at my LinkedIn profile. Just copy it and make yours similar to mine because I haven't reinvented the wheel. I've bought a lot of courses and I've just done what they've told me. So now you go and you connect with people, but you write a, a personalized message to them. The other thing I also do is every day I have a look at who, who's looked at my profile. And what I then do is I send them to what we call a video squeeze page where they can see a video of me actually talking to them and I give them something for free, which leads us into the third part, which is also establishing your credibility. And that's by putting posts out there. And as you know, Gina, we both belong to a, a group where we post every day on LinkedIn. And we're now getting two to 10,000 people reading our posts or watching our videos, which is amazing. And the third thing you've got to do is you've got to start getting into video. Now, video has always been my speciality. If you look at my YouTube channel, which is called Sales Tips, there are 750 videos there, all kinds of free tips and strategies for you to use. But now Zoom, the thing that we're using uh, plenty of time, get to grips with Zoom. You can put in virtual backgrounds. You can speak to anyone anywhere in the world. I'm running webinars virtually weekly using Zoom. But some of the other things you can also do working from home now is Take a look at your best clients and go and get video testimonials from them. And if you have a look at a great site called videoask.it, that will just allow you to record a message asking them to do it. They get it on their phone. Virtually, they pick up their phone, they record it, and you've got a video testimonial straight away. I've always got video testimonials. The one thing we've got now, Gina, is people have time on their hands. Normally, when we're back at work, what's the biggest excuse? I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm in meetings. Now, nobody can come up with that excuse. So all of us can go out there and get video testimonials. So those are the three big things is using search strategies, using LinkedIn and using video. What's really interesting to me is, yes, people use the excuse of no time. I'm finding I'm busier than ever. And by the time people actually watch this, I am hopeful that they'll be back at work but it's how you use your time. And, you know, the richness of what you've offered today, I'm assuming that that approach is true whether there's a world pandemic, whether you're a new business or you're an established business. Those are principles that actually work and are good whatever the situation. And they will work when we go back again because I predict the workplace is going to be a very different place. I agree. A lot of the companies are going to be saying, you know what, we've been pretty effective with our salespeople working from home. Why don't we just keep them working from home? We'll have an office meeting once a week or we'll only come into the office once or twice. And these skills that they've learned, how they've sold from home, uh, it's going to save us costs. It's going to be easier for people on travel time and we're going to work way more effectively. So I think there's going to be a positive effect when all of this finishes. I absolutely agree with you. And I think, you know, for companies who are struggling with, um, with huge um, costs of holding a big, a big building and all the facilities costs that those uh, entail, I think are going to be doing things very differently. I was well, reading I... an article a couple of days ago, which was talking about the Great Depression of the 1920s, particularly in the States. And what it was saying is that, you know, those organizations that continued to market, that continued to make contact with people during the Depression were the ones that actually succeeded. I just wondered what your view was about that. You've got to stay in contact with all your clients. Let me tell you a little story. So uh, I work with a lot of speakers bureaus around the world and I write to them monthly. And guess what? They, they never even come back and acknowledge me. So I wrote to one in Hong Kong in February I wrote again in March, I heard nothing. The beginning of April, I get an email saying one of the big insurance companies over here are running their normal conference. And uh, normally we, we get you out to come and speak in front of, you know, maybe a thousand people. This year we're doing it virtually. And we've heard that you're a, a good virtual presenter. So yesterday I had a Zoom call with them. So there was three executives from the insurance company plus the speakers bureau. And it looks like that'll be going ahead now. And it was quite interesting because after chatting to them, uh, I was speaking about how I can teach their salespeople to sell virtually. And, and we got talking more and more and they found out that I was one of the top 
salespeople in financial services. And they came back and they changed. And they said, no, no, we want you to tell your story. We want you to inspire our people. Forget about that selling at home. Come in and just do that. So a lot of the big companies now are even moving to virtual conferences. Imagine instead of spending thousands flying people in, paying for fortunes for a conference, paying for the food, the hotels, they can now get almost the same kind of result with everyone working from home. Yeah, it makes huge sense, doesn't it? I don't think it's ever going to replace entirely the face-to-face and the, the personal touch, but I do think we're going to see a landscape which is incredibly different. And I think we're going to see a combination of the two. Yeah. Every yeah. Because face-to-face is still, I'm a sales guy, I'm best when I'm sitting with someone, we've got the chemistry, we've got the whole vibe going. And the hardest thing now is replicating that online. Uh, I've just been asked by another big insurance company to put something together for all of their salespeople. And they've said some of the things that we need to do is teach the people how to actually sit in front of a camera. So, you know, make proper eye contact, get dressed up properly. So it's almost the same as if you're sitting in front of a client, dress exactly the same as you would be there. Be absolutely professional, learn to use Zoom, learn to use your PowerPoint presentation. So it's taking those face-to-face skills putting it online, and guess what? By using them all the time, when we go back to normal, you're going to be even sharper than you were before. I think there's some really good, I mean, what you've offered is hugely rich. But I'm reminded I went off to the States uh, a couple of years ago to create a TV series for my own website. Uh, And I was very um, diffident about being in, in front of the camera. Um, And I was given a couple of pieces of advice that I'm going to offer you as listeners that really helped me. And the one is to imagine that the person is actually sitting in front of you. And it's it's very different, actually, in an interview where I can see you on camera because I feel as if I'm talking to a real person. But when there's a camera and there's no body there, um, um, it was suggested I put a picture up behind the camera of some my ideal client, the person I really wanted to talk to. And it's just a small construct, but I actually found it really helpful that instead of just talking to the lens, which I found quite intimidating, much more used to it now, um, but I talked to that person and it made such a difference. Now That's so so true because... um, I spend half a year at my home in Orlando and I've turned my garage into a studio, a TV studio. So I can go in, I can, the most I've made is 52 videos in one day. Goodness me. But the preparation time was two months and the post-production will be two months. Preparation is everything like you're saying over there. And even if no one's there, you've got to be excited. You've got to be enthusiastic. Like you said, you've got to imagine Somebody is sitting there right in front of you. You've got to make the eye contact. You've got to psych yourself up. If you sound boring, if you read, that's exactly how it's going to come across and people are going to get bored and they're going to leave. Yeah, I think that's very true. One of the things that strikes me when you watch videos on Facebook and LinkedIn at the other end of the scale, really, is that people um, seem to think that nobody can see what's behind them. And I was watching somebody uh, the other day, just came up into my news feed, and, you know, the washing was on the radiator. They don't use Purcell, by the way. Um, and the house looked estate, and, and they were unkempt. And they were trying to sell people um, their product. And I thought to myself then, you're doing yourself no favours. Would I want to buy a product from you when actually you don't look as if you're bothered? And I think it's really important that you know, being professional, you know, for me, enlightened leadership is all about leading yourself first. So if you model the behaviors you expect from others, then you won't go far wrong. And you're so right, Gina, and we love, we, we're really lucky with the technology we've got now. Things like Zoom, you can put in a virtual background. So uh, anyone who's watching this now, I know many of you are going to be listening, but you can see I've got a beautiful home behind me. In fact, that is a virtual background. If I used a normal kind of background, you might see the blinds blowing. You might see all kinds of other things that are distracting. Uh, If I'm speaking to media, I've got a TV studio background that I put in there. So it puts me into the same situation as them. If I'm speaking to health and fitness, uh, I've got a background of a gym where I'm speaking to them. So people feel comfortable that I'm speaking to them. I'm coming from a place that they're comfortable with. And this is what we've got to do. It's so true. I mean, if somebody comes in and sees that washing I'm out of there straight away. 
in the same way that if somebody came to sell you something and their shoes were dirty and their nails were unclean, then you would not have the same feeling about somebody who came and looked smart and clean, would you? No, it's those first impressions. We know that in normal kind of sales, you know, you've got about seven seconds to make an impression yeah. and people are looking at your nails, they're looking at your hair, they're looking at your smile, they're smelling you. If you've got halitosis, boy, oh boy, you did before you've even started, you know. So I, I remember my very first boss, this was in the 80s, gave me some great tips. He said, before you go in to see somebody, if you're driving, drive around the building a few times and smile at yourself in the mirror, just don't have an accident. When you walk in, psych yourself up, stand erect, smile, make friends with the receptionist. She can be your best friend or your worst enemy over there. Have a little underarm in your case. Just do a quick little spray, a little maybe uh, deodorant spray, because those first impressions are so important. Now, it's interesting, you know, that preparation for getting in, in front of someone, I would say I, I have a, 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 a few things that I do in preparation for when I'm going to be on camera. They're, some of them are practical, like turning the phone off, putting a notice on the door, please don't knock. Don't need to do that at the moment because there's no visitors, but generally need to do that. Um, you know, just getting myself in a, in a really good energetic place that I can come across. Um, and it's useful to get up, walk around, to breathe deeply and to actually just energize yourself, I think. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. You've just you've got to psych yourself up. You've got to sound excited. You've got to sound enthusiastic. Uh, if you don't, it's just going to come across boringly. And always, I would say to anyone who's going and, and using Zoom, the camera now, you can go in and just set up a meeting, practice, watch yourself and listen to yourself. When you play yourself back, just think, you know, does that look boring or does that look really interesting? Do I like the background over there? Do I like the way that I'm dressed? Is my hair combed? Uh, if you're using uh, like an iPhone, be careful you don't hold it down because people are going to have a great view of your nostrils, you know. So just a few little things there that we've got to be doing, simple yeah. tips. So I'd like to ask a number of things. I work with quite a few people, particularly in um, in holistic and therapy, uh, um, the world. That's just one genre of the, the businesses that I, of people who've worked with me. And they often are very resistant to selling. I'm not a salesperson. I'm, I'm not any good at it. What would you say to them? Well, again, just change the words because they are helping people, you know, and if I come to you, Gina, and say, I want to sell you a, a program, you're going to say, no, no, I don't want to buy one. But if I can say to you, listen, I've got something that will help you to make more money and help your practice to bring in more clients, would you be interested? Yeah. It's just got a whole different slant because so many people, if you say sales, they sort of associate it with the sort of secondhand car salesman yeah. and, you know, the hard guy that's almost putting his foot in your door. Yes. I mean, I say to people, you know, you, you go into Sainsbury's because you need a loaf and you expect to pay for that. But you're offering people a service, you know, does your service work? Does it make a difference? And always the answer is yes. Then uh, in which case, you know, value what you do. Be, be, be proud of what you do um, and recognize that you have the opportunity to help people. And I would say if you can help people, then that's something that should be part of your purpose. It should be you know, written in your DNA that you get out there and, and you offer those of the people that you can help. If they don't know you're there, then how can they uh, engage with your services? And, and the thing is, Gina, we have to see ourselves as salespeople and marketing people, even if we don't use those words, because nothing happens until we're in front of a client, either face-to-face -face or online. So... Every day I'm marketing to people, I'm putting out messages, I'm putting out videos, I'm putting out posts, and they're not trying to sell anything to anyone. What I'm trying to do is help them in their businesses. Yeah. People would then see me as the expert in what I'm doing, and that would generate them coming in saying, can you help me? And that's a whole different way of looking at selling. Now, you talk about the new way, the new world of selling. Um, I'm, and I'm assuming that this encapsulates everything that we've talked about. But for you, what do you see as the difference between the new way and the old way? Is it just about technology or are there other things that we should be mindful of? Uh, well, we, when I first came into it, I had to cold call for two hours every day. So I'm still pretty good on the phone because I was brought up on that. 
youngsters nowadays don't know how to phone. We've got to teach them how to phone. They don't even do email anymore. They just go on to WhatsApp or use some of the other things. So we've got to teach them some of those skills. But for me, the way things have changed is cold calling is now LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the new cold call. This is the way you can find your ideal client. You can connect with them. You can prove your expertise to them. Um, working from home, what we're saying over here, we, we're saving time. We don't have any of those trans, uh, transport costs anymore, or travel time. I, I, I used to spend about two hours a day traveling to work and back. So technology is making huge differences, but we've always got to remember business doesn't get done until you make contact. Somebody likes you, um, they trust you, and there's great rapport. So whether it's face-to-face or online like we are now, so we've got to remember that's always going to happen. But the new world of sales is the old style of sales just doesn't work anymore. And those people, the old sales people have either got to get out or they've got to learn the new ways of selling. Cold calling doesn't work anymore. Somebody cold calls me, I just put on the phone. I'm not going to answer a cold call from anyone. Why would anyone still waste time doing that kind of thing? I'll respond to a warm call. So somebody's got through to me on LinkedIn. I like them. They phone. I'll speak to them. So there's a huge difference over there. Um, and the older salespeople have to accept in the, in the old days we had sales, we had marketing. Today, they are one. Salespeople have to learn to do personal marketing. They have to learn about blogging skills, about posting all of the things that we do every day to get our stuff out there. What we're really doing is silently selling our services. You're going out there saying, I'm an expert in leadership. People are reading that and they'll come back to you again. So I would say to the new style of salesman, you've got to at least one hour a day, you've got to spend marketing and work on your personal marketing. That's really, really sound advice. I think there's so many people too who expect an instant result. You know, I've been doing LinkedIn for a week and nothing's happened. I've made no sales. Uh, And I think that that there is a lead in, isn't there? In the same way that there was with a cold call, that there's, What concerns me is there's so much white noise out there, isn't there? How, um, you know, if you expect to be seen and heard and there to be a relationship in instantly, it's just not going to happen. It, it's never going to happen because, uh, you know, I, in the old days, I wouldn't knock on someone's door and walk in and expect them to buy there and then. That first appointment might be developing rapport. I'd go back, I'd put together a proposal. I'd come the second one, develop more rapport, give them my solution. Third time, maybe come back and sell them something. So in those days, I never expected an instant sale. And the same thing now. We've got to go out there. We've got to wait. Uh, I've I've just, um, I had an insurance company here in London. And one of our ladies made the biggest sale ever. It was absolutely huge. She worked on it for two years. Only after two years did the client say, I like you. I trust you. I can see you credible. Um, and that, I mean, that puts her right amongst one of the top people in the world, but it took two years, yeah. two years to get there. Yeah. And of course, the bigger the deal and the more money people are spending, the likelihood is it's going to take longer to create a relationship where that trust is enough. Sure. I mean, we can go online. I'll, I'll buy something, a $7 product without even thinking about it. But a 2000 product, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to test it. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to go and the other technology now, I'm going to look for reviews on that product. I'm going to go and check out the company. I'm going to check out the people. I'm going to look at their Facebook. I'm going to look at their LinkedIn. And when everything seems credible, I'm going to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to buy the product now. So these days the buyers are in control because there's so much research they can do. And we've got to give them time to go and do their research. And secondly, we've got to make sure when they do the research, we have great Facebook pages where we're not drunk out of our mind. We have really great uh, LinkedIn We've got a YouTube channel. We're using video and our website is amazing. Absolutely fantastic advice. So how can people get hold of you? So just drop me an email, frank at frankfurness.com, F-U-R-N-E-S-S.com. And also for taking the time to watch or listen to this great radio show right now, I've got a little freebie for you, a free online course and of course, it's called www.freeonlinecourseforyou.com. And there's 20 videos there for you to go and take a look at. My email, frank at frankfurness.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. 
That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. It's an amazing array of really helpful information. I'm going to be looking at several of those different uh, options that you gave us. And I want a background so that I can put one here and know how to do it. So I'm going to go and look for that too. Thank you very much indeed. Really enjoying it. All of the notes um, in terms of contact details and the free gift will be um, in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you after the break. So see you in a couple of minutes. Thank you. If you're a businesswoman who is overwhelmed or suffering from imposter syndrome, who is tired of having one disastrous relationship after another, or who finds it hard just to say no, well, it's time to take care of you. You get the best out of life by contacting Gina Gardner, relationship coach and best-selling author and motivational speaker. Just visit genuinely-u.com or you can email Gina directly at gina at genuinely-u.com. Take action now. Start to thrive rather than simply survive. Imagine being a highly successful, enlightened leader who is in complete alignment with your best self who makes a positive difference on a daily basis. Let me introduce Gina Gardner, an expert in developing transformational leadership with over 30 years of experience. Gina has developed a unique and unrivaled approach to help you step into your genuine power to become an enlightened leader. And when you do, amazing things happen. Go to enlightened leadership.co or email Gina at Gina at genuinely-u.com Hello there. And welcome to Thriving Not Surviving. I'm Gina Gardner, your host, and I'm really thrilled today to be joined by Frank Furness, who's a real expert in his field, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy what he has to say. Very impressive bio, and because I don't want to miss anything, I'm going to read it. Frank Furness, CSP, is an internationally sought-after sales and technology speaker and social media presenter. His lively, enthusiastic and humorous style has inspired audiences all around the world. He's a specialist in sales, technology, social media and goal setting and how they work in tandem to produce great results for organisations. He currently spends 70% of his time speaking internationally, working in 69 countries. He's presented at Entrepreneurs University, Harvard Alumni, Keenan Flager Business School and his clients include the British Olympic team, the Professionals Cricketers Association, Sporting Champions and Sport England. Frank's presentation on the new world of sales is being presented globally and his specialties are LinkedIn, advanced Google search and video marketing and I feel myself very well blessed to have you as the guest on my show. Thank you Frank. Now, Gina, it's great to be on your show. I'm really looking forward to this. Thank you so much. Now, that's very, very impressive. How did you get there? What's your story? What's the journey? Well, I started out life as a failed accountant, then became a drummer in a rock band, which was amazing. I did that for seven or eight years. And then I had to get a job and I got a job in financial services sales uh, became one of the best in South Africa, moved over to England in 93. Uh, within four years, I was amongst the top five people in the whole of the UK. And companies started asking me to come to their conferences and tell them how I did it. And somebody offered to pay me. And I thought, wow, this is great. And uh, 
That's where the speaking career started. And for the last 20 years now, I've been traveling around the world, speaking to organizations, coaching, helping organizations and individuals. Now, as we um, are recording this, because I have a bank of recording, we're, we're going through a world pandemic. But there's going to be a time when this is all over. And what for you would you say are the most important things for people to know around sales and marketing? Well, let's look at right now because everybody is worried, like, how do we sell? How do we get stuff in? And about two weeks ago, one of my clients in New York phoned me and he said, listen, we've got a problem. All of my salespeople have to work from home. Please put a course together on how to do it. And I mean, this is what I've been doing forever. Whenever I'm not out speaking, I'm selling from home. So I put a whole program together and I call it sellingfromyourhome.com and uh, sent it out to him. And then I thought so many other people must have the same kind of challenge. And I put together a webinar that I had last Friday. And basically, there's three things you can do right now with this uh, epidemic that we really have. The first thing is you've got time on your hands. You're sitting at home. So start prospecting. Learn about a thing called Boolean and Google advanced search strategies. And again, uh, if you want to drop me an email, frank at frankfurness.com, and I'll just point you in the free webinar where I explain what it is. Or just go onto Google and just type it in. So now you can find out who is your ideal target client that you want to sell to. So for me, mine are normally CEOs or I do a lot in the health and fitness industry. So it would be owners of health and fitness clubs or owners of fitness equipment clubs. Now you do the search. That's the first part. The second part is connecting. And that's all about using LinkedIn. It doesn't matter where you're sitting listening in the world at the moment. If you just type into a Google search, sales and technology speaker, you will see I own the first page everywhere in the world. And that's purely because I've optimized two things, YouTube and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is now probably the third biggest search engine. Mm -hmm. So go and have a look at my LinkedIn profile. Just copy it and make yours similar to mine because I haven't reinvented the wheel. I bought a lot of courses and I've just done what they've told me. So now you go and you connect with people, but you write a, a personalized message to them. The other thing I also do is every day I have a look at who, who's looked at my profile and what I then do is I send them to what we call a video squeeze page where they can see a video of me actually talking to them and I give them something for free, which leads us into the third part, which is also establishing your credibility. And that's by putting posts out there. And as you know, Gina, we both belong to a, a group where we post every day on LinkedIn and we're now getting two to 10,000 people reading our posts or watching our videos, which is amazing. And the third thing you've got to do is you've got to start getting into video. Now, video has always been my speciality. If you look at my YouTube channel, which is called Sales Tips, there are 750 videos there, all kinds of free tips and strategies for you to use. But now Zoom, the thing that we're using uh, plenty of time, get to grips with Zoom. You can put in virtual backgrounds. You can speak to anyone anywhere in the world. I'm running webinars virtually weekly using Zoom. But some of the other things you can also do working from home now is take a look at your best clients and go and get video testimonials from them. And if you have a look at a great site called videoask.it, that will just allow you to record a message asking them to do it. They get it on their phone. Virtually, they pick up their phone, they record it, and you've got a video testimonial straight away. I've always got video testimonials. The one thing we've got now, Gina, is people have time on their hands. Normally, when we're back at work, what's the biggest excuse? I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm in meetings. Now, nobody can come up with that excuse. So all of us can go out there and get video testimonials. So those are the three big things is using search strategies, using LinkedIn and using video. What's really interesting to me is, yes, people use the excuse of no time. I'm finding I'm busier than ever. And by the time people actually watch this, I am hopeful that they'll be back at work. But it's how you use your time. And, you know, the richness of what you've offered today, I'm assuming that that approach is true whether there's a world pandemic, whether you're a new business or you're an established business. Those are principles that actually work and are good whatever the situation. 
And they will work when we go back again, because I predict the workplace is going to be a very different place. I agree. A lot of the companies are going to be saying, you know what, we've been pretty effective with our salespeople working from home. Why don't we just keep them working from home? We'll have an office meeting once a week, or we'll only come into the office once or twice. And these skills that they've learned, how they've sold from home, uh, it's going to save us costs. It's going to be easier for people on travel time. And we're going to work way more effectively. So I think there's going to be a positive effect when all of this finishes. I absolutely agree with you. And I think, you know, for companies who are struggling with um, with huge um, costs of holding a big, a big building and all the facilities costs that those uh, entail, I think we're going to be doing things very differently. I was well, reading I... an article a couple of days ago, which was talking about the Great Depression of the 1920s, particularly in the States. And what it was saying is that, you know, those organizations that continue to market, that continue to make contact with people during the Depression were the ones that actually succeeded. I just wondered what your view was about that. You've got to stay in contact with all your clients. Let me tell you a little story. So uh, I work with a lot of speakers bureaus around the world and I write to them monthly. And guess what? They, they never even come back and acknowledge me. So I wrote to one in Hong Kong in February I wrote again in March, I heard nothing. The beginning of April, I get an email saying one of the big insurance companies over here are running their normal conference. And uh, normally we, we get you out to come and speak in front of, you know, maybe a thousand people. This year we're doing it virtually and we've heard that you're a, a good virtual presenter. So yesterday I had a Zoom call with them. So there was three executives from the insurance company plus the speakers bureau. And it looks like that'll be going ahead now. And it was quite interesting because after chatting to them, uh, I was speaking about how I can teach their salespeople to sell virtually. And, and we got talking more and more and they found out that I was one of the top salespeople in financial services. And they came back and they changed. And they said, no, no, we want you to tell your story. We want you to inspire our people. Forget about that selling at home. Come in and just do that. So a lot of the big companies now are even moving to virtual conferences Imagine instead of spending thousands flying people in, paying for fortunes for a conference, paying for the food, the hotels, they can now get almost the same kind of result with everyone working from home. Yeah, it makes huge sense, doesn't it? I don't think it's ever going to replace entirely the face-to-face -face and the, you know, the personal touch, but I do think we're going to see a landscape which is incredibly different. And I think we're going to see a combination of the two. Yeah. Every yeah. because face to face is still. I'm a sales guy, I'm best when I'm sitting with someone. We've got the chemistry, we've got the whole vibe going. And the hardest thing now is replicating that online. Uh, I've just been asked by another big insurance company to put something together for all of their salespeople. And they've said some of the things that we need to do is teach the people how to actually sit in front of a camera so you know, make proper eye contact, yeah. get dressed up properly. So it's almost the same as if you're sitting in front of a client, dress exactly the same as you would be there. Be absolutely professional, learn to use Zoom, learn to use your PowerPoint presentation. So it's taking those face-to-face -face skills, putting it online, and guess what? By using them all the time, when we go back to normal, you're going to be even sharper than you were before. I think there's some really good, I mean, what you've offered is hugely rich. But I'm reminded I went off to the States um, a couple of years ago to create a TV series for my own website. Uh, and I was very um, diffident about being in, in front of the camera. Um, and I was given a couple of pieces of advice that I'm going to offer you as listeners that really helped me. And the one is to imagine that the person is actually sitting in front of you. And it's, it's very different actually in an interview where I can see you on camera because I feel as if I'm talking to a real person. But when there's a camera and there's no body there, um, um, I, it was suggested I put a picture up behind the camera of some my ideal client, the person I really wanted to talk to. And it's just a small construct, but I actually found it really helpful that instead of just talking to the lens, which I found quite intimidating, much more used to it now, um, but I talked to that person and it made such a difference. Now, that that's, so, that's so true because... Um, I spend half a year at my home in Orlando and I've turned my garage into a studio, a TV studio. So I can go in, I can, the most I've made is 52 videos in one day. Goodness me. 
But the preparation time was two months and the post-production will be two months. Preparation is everything, like you're saying over there. And even if no one's there, you've got to be excited. You've got to be enthusiastic. Like you said, you've got to imagine somebody is sitting there right in front of you. You've got to make the eye contact. You've got to psych yourself up. If you sound boring, if you read, that's exactly how it's going to come across and people are going to get bored and they're going to leave. Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, one of the things that strikes me when you watch videos on Facebook and LinkedIn <clears throat> at the other end of the scale, really, is that people um, seem to think that nobody can see what's behind them. And I was watching somebody uh, the other day, just came up into my news feed, and you know, the washing was on the radiator. They don't use Purcell, by the way. Um, and the house looked estate, and, and they were unkempt. And they were trying to sell people um, their product. And I thought to myself then, you're doing yourself no favours. Would I want to buy a product from you when actually you don't look as if you're bothered? And I think it's really important that, you know, being professional. You know, for me, enlightened leadership is all about leading yourself first. So if you model the behaviours you expect from others, then you won't go far wrong. And you're so right, Gina, and we love, we, we're really lucky with the technology we've got now. Things like Zoom, you can put in a virtual background. So uh, anyone who's watching this now, I know many of you are going to be listening, but you can see I've got a beautiful home behind me. In fact, that is a virtual background. If I used a normal kind of background, you might see the blinds blowing. You might see all kinds of other things that are distracting. Uh, if I'm speaking to media, I've got a TV studio background that I put in there. So it puts me into the same situation as them. If I'm speaking to health and fitness, uh, I've got a background of a gym where I'm speaking to them. So people feel comfortable that I'm speaking to them. I'm coming from a place that they're comfortable with. And this is what we've got to do. It's so true. I mean, if somebody comes in and sees that washing, I'm out of there straight away. In the same way that if somebody came to sell you something and their shoes were dirty and their nails were unclean, then you would not have the same feeling about somebody who came and looked smart and clean, would you? No, it's those first impressions. We know that in normal kind of sales, you know, you've got about seven seconds to make an impression yeah. and people are looking at your nails. They're looking at your hair. They're looking at your smile. They're smelling you. If you've got halitosis, boy, oh boy, you did before you've even started, you know? So I, I remember my very first boss, this was in the eighties, gave me some great tips he said, before you go in to see somebody, if you're driving, drive around the building a few times and smile at yourself in the mirror, just don't have an accident. When you walk in, psych yourself up, stand erect, smile, make friends with the receptionist. She can be your best friend or your worst enemy over there. Have a little underarm in your case. Just do a quick little spray, a little maybe uh, deodorant spray, because those first impressions are so important. Now, it's interesting, you know, that preparation for getting in, in front of someone, I would say I, I have a, 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 a few things that I do in preparation for when I'm going to be on camera. They're, some of them are practical, like turning the phone off, putting a notice on the door, please don't knock. You don't need to do that at the moment because there's no visitors, but generally need to do that. Um, you know, just getting myself in a, in a really good energetic place that I can come across um, and it's useful to get up, walk around, to breathe deeply and to actually just energize yourself, I think. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, you've just you've got to psych yourself up. You've got to sound excited. You've got to sound enthusiastic. Uh, if you don't, it's just going to come across boringly. And always, uh, I would say to anyone who's going and, and using Zoom, the camera now, you can go in and just set up a meeting, practice, watch yourself and listen to yourself. When you play yourself back, just think, you know, does that look boring or does that look really interesting? Do I like the background over there? Do I like the way that I'm dressed? Is my hair combed? Uh, if you're using uh, like an iPhone, be careful you don't hold it down because people are going to have a great view of your nostrils, you know. So just a few little things there that we've got to be doing, simple yeah. tips. So I'd like to ask a number of things. I work with quite a few people, particularly in, um, in holistic and therapy uh, uh, the world that's just one genre of the, the businesses that I of people who've worked with me and they often are very resistant to selling I'm not a salesperson I'm, I'm not any good at it what would you say to them well again just change the words because they are helping people you know and if I come to you Gina and say I want to sell you a, a program you're going to say no no I don't want to buy one 
But if I can say to you, listen, I've got something that'll help you to make more money and help your practice to bring in more clients, would you be interested? Yeah. It's just got a whole different slant because so many people, if you say sales, they sort of associate it with the sort of second-hand car salesman yeah. and, you know, the hard guy that's almost putting his foot in your door. Yes. I mean, I say to people, you know, you, you go into Sainsbury's because you need a loaf and you expect to pay for that. But you're offering people a service, you know, does your service work? Does it make a difference? And always the answer is yes. Uh, then in which case, you know, value what you do, be, be, be proud of what you do um, and recognize that you have the opportunity to help people. And I would say if you can help people, then that's something that should be part of your purpose. It should be you know, written in your DNA that you get out there and, and you offer those of the people that you can help. If they don't know you're there, then how can they uh, engage with your services? And the thing is, Gina, we have to see ourselves as salespeople and marketing people, even if we don't use those words, because nothing happens until we're in front of a client, either face-to-face -face or online. So every day I'm marketing to people, I'm putting out messages, I'm putting out videos, I'm putting out posts, and they're not trying to sell anything to anyone. What I'm trying to do is help them in their businesses People would then see me as the expert in what I'm doing, and that would generate them coming and saying, can you help me? And that's a whole different way of looking at selling. Now, you talk about the new way, the new world of selling. Um, I'm, and I'm assuming that this encapsulates everything that we've talked about. But for you, what do you see as the difference between the new way and the old way? Is it just about technology or are there other things that we should be mindful of? Uh, well, we, when I first came into it, I had to cold call for two hours every day. So I'm still pretty good on the phone because I was brought up on that. Youngsters nowadays don't know how to phone. We've got to teach them how to phone. They don't even do email anymore. They just go on to WhatsApp or use some of the other things. So we've got to teach them some of those skills. But for me, the way things have changed is cold calling is now LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the new cold call. This is the way you can find your ideal client. You can connect with them. You can prove your expertise to them. Um, working from home, what we're saying over here, we, we're saving time. We don't have any of those trans, uh, transport costs anymore, travel time. I, I, I used to spend about two hours a day traveling to work and back. So technology is making huge differences, but we've always got to remember Business doesn't get done until you make contact. Somebody likes you, um, they trust you, and there's great rapport. So whether it's face-to-face -face or online like we are now, so we've got to remember that's always going to happen. But the new world of sales is the old style of sales just doesn't work anymore. And those people, the old salespeople have either got to get out or they've got to learn the new ways of selling. Cold calling doesn't work anymore. Somebody cold calls me, I just put it on the phone. I'm not going to answer a cold call from anyone. Why would anyone still waste time doing that kind of thing? I'll respond to a warm call. So somebody's got through to me on LinkedIn. I like them. They phone. I'll speak to them. So there's a huge difference over there. Um, and the older salespeople have to accept in the, in the old days we had sales, we had marketing. Today, they are one. Salespeople have to learn to do personal marketing. They have to learn about blogging skills about posting all of the things that we do every day to get our stuff out there. What we're really doing is silently selling our services. You're going out there saying, I'm an expert in leadership. People are reading that and they'll come back to you again. So I would say to the new style of salesman, you've got to at least one hour a day, you've got to spend marketing and work on your personal marketing. That's really, really sound advice. I think there's so many people, too, who expect an instant result. You know, I've been doing LinkedIn for a week and nothing's happened. I've made no sales. Uh, and I think that, you know, that, that there is a lead-in, isn't there, in the same way that there was with a cold call. But there's, what concerns me is there's so much white noise out there, isn't there? How, um, you know, if you expect to be seen and heard and there to be a relationship in instantly, it's just not going to happen. It, it's never going to happen because, uh, you know, I, in the old days, I wouldn't knock on someone's door and walk in and expect them to buy there and then. That first appointment might be developing rapport. I'd go back, I'd put together a proposal. I'd come the second one, develop more rapport, give them my solution. Third time, maybe come back and sell them something. So in those days, I never expected an instant sale. And the same thing now. 
we've got to go out there. We've got to wait. Uh, I've, I've just, um, I had an insurance company here in London and one of our ladies made the biggest sale ever. It was absolutely huge. She worked on it for two years. Mm-hmm. Only after two years did the client say, I like you, I trust you, I can see you're credible. Um, and that, I mean, that puts her right amongst one of the top people in the world. But it took two years, yeah. two years to get there. Yeah. And of course, the bigger the deal and the more money people are spending, the likelihood is it's going to take longer to create a relationship where that trust is enough. Sure. I mean, we can go online. I'll, I'll buy something, a $7 product without even thinking about it. But a 2000 product, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to test it. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to go and the other technology now, I'm going to look for reviews on that product. I'm going to go and check out the company. I'm going to check out the people. I'm going to look at their Facebook. I'm going to look at their LinkedIn. And when everything seems credible, I'm going to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to buy the product now. So these days, the buyers are in control because there's so much research they can do. And we've got to give them time to go and do their research. And secondly, We've got to make sure when they do the research, we have great Facebook pages where we're not drunk out of our mind. We have really great uh, LinkedIn. We've got a YouTube channel. We're using video and our website is amazing. Absolutely fantastic advice. So how can people get hold of you? So just drop me an email, frank at frankfurnace.com, F-U-R-N-E-S-S.com. And also for taking the time to watch or listen to this great radio show right now, I've got a little freebie for you, a free online course. And of course, it's called www.freeonlinecourseforyou.com. And there's 20 videos there for you to go and take a look at. My email, frank at frankfurness.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. It's an amazing array of really helpful information. I'm going to be looking at several of those different uh, options that you gave us. And I want a background so that I can put one here and know how to do it. So I'm going to go and look for that too. Thank you very much indeed. Really enjoying it. All of the notes um, in terms of contact details and the free gift will be um, in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you after the break. So see you in a couple of minutes. Thank you.